0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing the Matrix. Uh, Brian will be along momentarily. He can't join us until 7.30. And I'm getting a late start anyway. But I had to put a stool together. <laughs> a uh, sitting instrument together. In order to um, be able to do this show comfortably. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Okay. Um, last week towards the end of last week. I was working in here, here being our future home. And um, I was putting wire up because I'm a darn good wire um, puller and connector, and um, I know what I'm doing. Anyway, so, excuse me. I'd been working at it all day, literally. And, uh, it was probably cause of the call, long hours at night, you know, excuse me, up here in Oregon, you know, it doesn't, the sun goes down after nine and, uh, you know, you get, you could be up till 10. You still have a little bit of daylight outside. So anyway, um, so you know, you lose track of time. So I did, and I lost track of time and thinking it was much earlier and, but I guess my body knew that I was tired. So, um, what happened was, uh, I was up on the third rung of a six foot ladder and I needed something and I needed wire, actually, I think is what I needed. And um, so I proceeded to go down the ladder. It's an A frame ladder, um, a cheapie, but it still works good. Anyway, uh, so what happened was, I was going down and I thought that the step I was on was the last step, but there was one below it. Okay one rung, one step, whatever you want to call them. Well, my back, the way it is, and my balance anymore as an older guy, um, isn't that well. So I, uh, I kind of went sideways because I was feeling for the step, but it was too late. (laughs) And uh, I ended up going down and, uh, fell on my, uh, my tailbone area first and then a little farther up the back and then all the way up by the shoulder blades and then bump my head. I figured what the heck, you know, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it all the way. So didn't injure the head, um, but uh, pulled some muscles in the shoulder blade area. And I'm very thankful for, um, a muscle relaxer named Xanaflex that or called Xanaflex that the doctor prescribed to me. It works very well. Okay. And, um, and the Tylenol does too, the two together are pretty good, actually. Anyway. Um, so I, you know, I went to the doctor, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, I went to the doctor and the doctor, you know, he she, uh, felt my spine said it, it didn't feel like there was anything weird there. And, uh, I said, boy, you got that wrong. I said, everything about me is weird. So <laughs> anyway, you might as well have fun while you can, you know. Um, so, um, so she prescribed the muscle relaxers, and I started taking them along with the Tylenol, and um, and it would be good during the day. I mean, after the mornings are terrible. Okay, the mornings, <laughs> I don't know. Um. There's a scale, a pain scale, it goes from one to ten. Ten's almost is like passed out from the pain. Nine is incapacitated. You can't move because of the pain. And eight is just below that. And I swear the pain was an eight, if not an eight plus. And um so in the morning that's what I've been dealing with. And it usually takes two to three hours before things start feeling better. So I went to the doctor again today and uh and got on some kind of medicine that's supposed to help the nerves or something to heal. I don't know. Um, actually I do know, but I don't feel like sharing. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's why we weren't on, why I wasn't on uh Monday night. I was in no, no condition to be on, on the air. Um, I, it would have probably reflected in my face that I was in extreme pain and everything else. So anyway, uh, here we are tonight. Brian will be here momentarily, like I said, and uh, then we can start the show. Tonight we're going to talk about distractions, both secular and faith-wise. Okay, and I won't say anything else about that because I'm going to introduce it again when Brian comes on. And um, Anyway, I hope you folks have had a really good week this week so far, uh, you know, considering all the garbage that's out there. <laughs> the garbage that infests the White House and the Congress and uh, what appears maybe to be garbage that infests the the Supreme Court. I don't know. They're making some really weird decisions, so we'll have to watch and see them if they are exactly who they claim to be, you know, uh, people that are to uphold the Constitution of the United States. So, anyway, you know, with all the garbage that's going around everywhere, everywhere there's garbage. It's like it's like this whole society is a a big uh, landfill, <laughs> you know, and the seagulls are flying over you trying to do their thing on you. And and uh, you got all these different uh, creatures living in there. And then the stink. Oh, my goodness, the stink. Uh, so it's this is what our land has turned into or has been turned into, I should say. By uh, a bunch of greedy um, scumbags that are that are in office trying to take everything they can and sell us out to the Chinese or the Russians or the New World Order or you name it. Um, Maybe they're all one and the same anyway, but. um, So. That's where we basically stand tonight, where we're going to be talking about. um, This mess is going to be fixed one of these days. (laughs) Um, you can see in the background. We got kitchen cabinets laying all over the place. Those are gifted to us, um, by some lady that just happened to be changing her kitchen around and she didn't like wooden cabinets. And I'm like, yeah, South Eugene in the hills. Yep, I believe you don't like wooden cabinets. Probably guilt feels guilty about knocking trees down or something. I don't know. But, uh, I, everybody I know would prefer wood. Don't (laughs) you prefer real wood, you know, instead of. Um, all the other stuff that's out there that they're trying to pass off as wood. I think what I'm going to do one night is, uh, when we're getting closer to being finished, is kind of walk you folks through it and see what it looks like. You know, I don't mind showing off my handiwork. And um, it's just it's going to look nice. It, it, it's, it's converting from a two-car garage into something that's going to be wonderful for, uh, for Barbara and I, and uh, we're just going to really enjoy it. So um anyway it's it's just the process of getting there it's like life you know or this is kind of like being a teenager because this is the whole new thing especially for me i've never built my own house or renovated one so you know this is this is new this is like going through puberty or into puberty um (laughs) because it's an unsure thing that you've never done before um although without a lot of the um anguish that Most of us went through that age group, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like a life process and, uh, I'm thankful that my, uh, my father and his father and my two uncles and even me, when I was younger, we got a lot of plumbing training, although I didn't use it on this job, um, that much anyway. And, um, but I've been doing a lot of electrical here, lots of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't have them here, but I had to get a new pair of him, lineman's pliers because I was, um, went to cut a wire, didn't realize it was live. Yeah. There was a big snap, and then my welders, were, my um, pliers were uh, cut, plasma cut from the electricity. So, um, anyway, so little funny little things like that been happening. And and we finally come to the point now where we're, you know, Hard up for funds again for it and trying to sell our trailer. If anybody out there is interested and you live in or around Oregon, we have a 24 foot. Um, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just, my brain just kind of left me a two axle 24 foot J Oh, J Jay flight. uh um, Rocky Mountain edition, so it's good for in the cold weather. And um, you know, just uh, get a hold of me and uh, or go to Craigslist and, um, in in uh, Oregon, uh, Eugene, Oregon, and uh, it's it's there. It's about five pages back now. Uh, I'm going to correct that tonight afterwards. But um, see all the only idle chit chat you can do while you're you know you're waiting for somebody to sign on. This is this is cool. I like idle chit chat. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got us a lot of neat stuff. We're, we we've got butcher block countertops and I'm staining them like an espresso color. Um, and then, you know, we got the sinks and everything and I got a super fast flushing toilet, uh, to send everything down the drain, <laughs> uh, without rotor rooter Uh, what else? Um, nice new water heater, nice new stove. So, you know, we, we've, um, we're coming a long way. Let's put it that way. And then soon we'll be able to clean our storage units out for the most part, maybe consolidate them into one and that'd be even better. And, um, so let's see here. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, Brian just texted me. He said he can't do the show tonight. He's got some stuff going on at home. So, okay. I'm going to real quick, folks, text him back because that's courteous. Okay. Anyway, this should be pretty interesting. (laughs) I didn't study very much for this, but I, I know the subject matter and I know Uh, kind of what I want to talk about, but um, Maronami, um, okay, this is from the last time we did a show, all right. So, anyway, distractions. I'm talking to the guys here. How many of you guys, well, the churchgoers, okay, or former churchgoers or whatever, how many of you gone to church in the summertime? To have a a bunch of 20-somethings wearing um, very short dresses or very revealing clothing i raise my hand it's a distraction it's taking away from what the pastor wants to teach and god wants you to learn by getting a guy's oh what do you say hormones going okay uh and you and you ladies i'm sure you can say the same thing you know you see some come some guy coming to church he's by himself with his um chiseled face um you know dimples blue hair or blue hair blue eyes brown hair you know whatever color you prefer you know wearing tight clothing it reveals his shape and then you you know you're listening to the pastor and you're going like this, or at least you're moving your eyes, you know, um, looking, us guys do the same thing. Okay. So it's, uh, it's a, it's inherently built into our, our genes and, and everything else. So, uh, but that's you know one idea of a distraction. And, um, I was looking up earlier and what happened was I was on my, my uh, laptop computer. And, uh, when I do that, I uh, I leave my notes and everything on my laptop computer. <laughs> so let's see. I wanted to look up something. Oh, the. Okay, here we go. Define distraction. Oh, you know what? You, for those of you don't know who don't know, <laughs> I like to use um, for the most part. Webster's 1828 dictionary. Why do I like to use that, you ask, maybe? Um, I like to use it because it—it it was the Engl- what the English language was before the bastardization of the English language happened here in the United States. We have so many different words that were not traditional English words or are made-up things or compound words or whatever that um let's see that when it's just i don't know it's how do i explain this it's um if we were to go back in time and talk and uh to our forefathers or the forefathers my forefathers were all in europe at the time but um if we were to go back and talk with them using our current vernacular, they wouldn't understand us. As a matter of fact, they probably think we were akin to um, savages because uh, how many of you are my age and when you're growing up, your mother used to say, ain't isn't a word? You know, now everybody calls it a word. I think it's in the dictionary now. Um, and, you know, all your other words or, or the symbols that we brought up, the rainbow used to mean God's promise. it still does to me but to a lot of people out there it means homosexuality Um, the word gay used to mean happy and carefree now it means that you're homosexual Um, bisexual used to be a a term that was used in biology to describe lower life forms that could um, produce sex within themselves okay um so Anyway, you can see where I'm going with this. There's there's just a, a bastardization, I like to call it, a, an abomination of the English language that has been happening so long and with so many different pseudo words, I like to call them, that people nowadays don't even know that those weren't right, the right words to begin with. As a matter of fact, we talking right here. I'm sure if I went back and talked with Noah Webster. You know the the guy who wrote the Webster's Dictionary, 1828. You know that he he would agree. You know what did you what have you guys done to the English language? So um, anyway, what I wanted to do real quick, if we could, and we will. Uh, nope. Okay, there we go. Um, I want to look up the word distraction as it was defined in 1828. Okay. All right, here we go. Distraction, the act of distracting, a drawing, a, a drawing apart, a separation. Ooh, sounds like society, doesn't it? Number two, confusion from a multiplicity of objects crowding on the mind and calling the attention different ways. Perturbation of the mind, perplexity as the family was in a state of distraction, and uh, gives a reference First Corinthians seven thirty five, something you don't find in secular dictionaries anymore. Uh, Noah Webster was a Christian, and he wrote the dictionary for Christians and others who wanted to learn the language, of course. Okay, third meaning: confusion of affairs, tumult, disorder, as political distractions. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Can you say Black Lives Matter? Can you say um, any of the other uh, political um, strong arm groups that are out there burning things down and killing people? Um, Okay, number four, madness, a state of disorder, a state of disordered reason, franticness, ferociousness. We usually apply the word to a state of de- derangement, which produces raving and violence in the, in the patient. Okay. Um, it's a medical use, I guess. And number five, folly in the extreme among amounting to insanity. Okay. So in other words, stupidity that makes you go, these people are insane. You know, it's, man, I mean, this, this this. I could just finish reading this um, this definition of distraction and call it a night, because he, does this, he just described everything that's going on in our society. He really did. Um, let's look at this. The act of distracting, the drawing apart. Oh, divide and conquer. See, separation. So part of the distraction, one of the purposes is, is to divide and conquer. Okay. Okay. Um, we see it all the time in our political air atmosphere in this country in other countries too. You know, it's um, if something's happening on the left, the press draws our attention to the left. Oh, you got to look at the left. You know, and I'm not talking political left, I just mean left direction. Uh, oh, yeah, look what's happening over there. You know, uh, some, some, uh, I don't know, you name it. And it's so uh, random and it's so. Unfair, some of the things they come out with, you know. But you know, oh, yeah, this, uh, the sacker got a pimple on his nose. And oh, what was it last, uh, last month? It was, um, Johnny Depp and his sh- woman he was shacked up with or married to, whatever. Um, I don't think they did realize what marriage is anyway in Holly, Holly, weird But, um, yeah, it was, well, I don't care about Johnny Depp, I really don't. Personally, he's an okay actor, but he's weird. And I think he's into weird things too. We'll we'll find out in the days to come. But um, in the meantime, we're having a war over in Ukraine. We're not involved in it yet, at least directly. Um, We got little skirmishes still in Iraq, not so much there, but uh, Afghanistan every once in a while heats up and then cools back down. Uh, China's threatening to take over Taiwan, and we're supposed to worry about a friggin' actor that's got troubles, uh, you know, that's being sued for half of all he owns because he was a, a jerk to this woman, and the woman's no better than he is. You know, actually, they were made for each other. They should stay together and make each other miserable. Instead, they're both going to find people to live with and make them miserable. So instead of just being two, they'll be four, <laughs> and then later they'll be eight. And like the commercial used to say, and so on, and so on, and so on. Okay. Um, so I just want to check something, folks. Okay. It would have been a bummer if I would have went all this time and, uh, and my, had my voice muted. <laughs> Things like that have happened before. <laughs> Why not now, right? Um, okay. So distractions all right um and the name of the show i do believe uh, will distractions lead to destruction okay and i don't know about you but i've been distracted many times in my life and um, and it's led to either the failure of what i'm doing or it makes what i'm doing much harder than it needs to be okay Hold on a second, folks. I got. Oh. Okay. Uh, Boy's trying to call me. She could text me if she needs to get a hold of me. Um. So see, distraction. <laughs> and that was not choreographed. It was not set up. It just happened. Um, okay. So. Okay. Okay, hold on a sec, folks. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, sorry. All Um, Another distraction. And that's what I wanted to talk about for a minute. How many times have you seen some moron or morontists um, walking down the street, reading their phone, Not looking in front of them, okay. And I've seen it where they've almost gotten hit by cars. You know, it's because they're so distracted by the phone that they can't even uh, they can't even walk straight. And you know, coming from the neighborhood I came from back in New Jersey, you learn to to pay attention to your surroundings, okay. Because you didn't know what lurked down that alley. You didn't know, you know. If somebody was in the store across the street watching you, you didn't know if somebody was going to sneak up on you and try to, you know, pistol whip you or, or waylay you. You know, it's, you know, we we didn't have, it. If, if we couldn't afford to be careless. We couldn't, you know, unless unless you like getting beat up and maybe murdered someday. But um, so when I see these people walking down the street with their stupid cell phones, you know or driving's even worse, you know, they got their phone here and they're looking down and their hand on the wheel and they're going from the one side of the lane to the other. And one time I I got to watch one of them almost rear end another car and it would have served them right. You know, I wouldn't want anybody to get hurt, but it would have served them right. You know, people got to start paying attention, not just to this stuff, but also to all their surroundings that are around us, what the government's doing, what the enemy's doing, what the the New World Order, the uh, World Economic Forum, what they're doing, the World Health Organization, what are they doing? Because if you could, folks, part of the reason why they made binoculars is so that officers and, and enlisted people could look ahead or far away and see what's going on. Yeah, I could look a thousand yards down the down the mountain. And I can see a group of people down there, but I don't know what the heck you're doing. You put a good spyglass on them, though. However, maybe not at a thousand yards. Let's say 500. Okay. Um, you know, you can see what they're doing. You can see, like, if they're pointing that way or or this way, or or making hand gestures. And, and I suppose if you had a good enough telescope, you could read their lips. You know, it's. Uh, I don't doubt that that's happened before. I mean, it happened on 2001: Space Odyssey. Um, but, you know, I don't believe that was real, of course not, but, you know, it just shows that, uh, if a person wants to get something out of you or find out what you're doing, they'll do, they'll improvise, they'll do whatever they can to do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. So where do we go from here? <clears throat> we, um, you know, we talked about the church scenario and, um, uh, But, you know, let's talk, let's get the church thing out of the way, okay? Uh, There's some people that make sure that other people are looking when they put money into plate at church. And that's a distraction for the guy that has been out of work for six months and wishes that he could put more in. And, um, you know, the, uh, uh, oh, here's a big one, okay? And what I totally disagree with, Christmas trees and Christmas decorations in the sanctuary in December, or any time for that matter. You watch, little kids will love to go to church because they see the tree, okay? And if there's, God forbid, a Santa Claus in there, there better not be if I'm going to go to church there. but um, You know, if, if, if all these other candy canes, big candy canes hang in there. Now, most churches don't do that for the most part yet, okay? Big why there, big why, okay, yet. <clears throat> but it's going in that direction. And so how many times do you sit in there and, you know, well, me, I close my eyes when I worship, okay? So I can't really say that this happens to me that much, but if you sing with your eyes open, I mean, pretty soon you're looking at the one Christmas tree. Oh, that's kind of pretty. Then you're looking at the other one. Oh, yeah, that's a nice-looking tree, too. Then the candy canes, you start thinking, man, I could use a sweet right now. You know, and same thing with Easter, um, the Easter Bunny and stuff like that. And that's what happens when people leave their faith, not leave their faith, but um, don't celebrate their faith in a biblical manner, but have let the world come in and take over. So. Anyway, uh, geez, you name it, there's there's thousands of them. Uh, there's the church gossip. Boy, what a big distraction that is. Okay. And I love it because they used to, we used to say at church, women gossip, men share. Well, that's a bunch of larky. Men are just as good at gossiping. It's just that we've reformed it more into an art form. Than women have. Um, how many times? Oh, yeah, I need to remind you to pray for so-and-so. Now, it should end right there or if you know the need and the person said, it's okay to say the need. Okay. But when you start saying, well, you need to pray for so-and-so because he's been sick for you know a year and then you get the end or, but so, and his wife is growing tired of taking care of him and she's been having an affair and his children are rebelling. And, you know, so you, you, you didn't stop at answering the prayer. You just kept going, whoever, you know, you meaning anybody, um, and then gave out a whole bunch of information about this guy's family that you didn't want to know, you know. Um, when I was teaching Sunday school over in Winters, California, or down in Winters, California from here, I guess, but um, <clears throat> my, my class took off like a hit, man. I mean, it was a full class every Sunday, and the reason is because I didn't stick to that boring, boring monotonous lesson plan that they asked me to teach out of. And I did get permission. I said, you know, can I improvise and, you know, interject is, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. So I improvised. Um, and we would talk, we would read about stories in, in scripture and, you know, heroes in the Bible and, and discuss what, you know, um, what do you think a rock coming at you at You know, three, 400 miles an hour is going to do if it hits your head, you know, and, uh, we talk about stuff like that. Well, after a while, it turned into a prayer thing. You know, the kids were coming in. Aren't we going to pray? And I said, yeah, sure, we're going to pray. What do you want to pray about? Well, Mommy and Daddy were fighting last night. I'm like, oh, here we go. You know? And uh, not that I didn't want to pray for it. It's that now each every kid there knows that Mommy and Daddy, of this little girl or boy, is fighting. And they're going to go home and tell their parents. Oh, so-and-so's Mommy and Daddy are fighting. and Pretty soon the whole church is going to know about it. Because you're going to have that one gossip, <clears throat> at least one. That uh, that'll run around and tell everybody everybody else's business. We've got we've got a couple of them uh, that we know out there. They're married to each other, and man, uh, the gossip is uh, it just flies. It really does. It's <laughs> it's like a moth with a thousand lights in a room. <laughs> you know, it's 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 pretty pretty gnarly. Um, but anyway, so there's another distraction because now you're you're distracting people from living their normal lives because of gossip, you know. And uh, I don't know when I was growing up, I all my my parents and the parents of my friends always told us, you don't talk about family things outside, you know. And it, in a way, that's a bad thing because if the child's being abused, yeah, then that's bad. They should be talking about it and 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 resolution should be brought to a, a situation like that. But I mean, if it's like, you know, um, you know, I, dad and mom are messing around in their room last night, you know, stuff like that. Um, You know, those are the things that don't, first of all, if it's a mother or father, they probably are messing around. Okay. And um, it's no secret, but it turns into a a inquire or news article when you, because then people start asking questions and it just snowballs anyway um, so uh, <clears throat> yes the church is just as messed up as the world maybe even more because the thing that we have in the church is the Bible and the Bible tells us what to do and what not to do and if we know what to, not to do and we do it anyway then it's sin okay it's deliberate sin too um, okay so where do we go from here Um Okay, so <clears throat> what are some really quick some other distractions? Because we still got about an hour and a half. If I decide to go that long, um, some other distractions: false doctrine. Boy, if you if you have five or six couples, or even single people that are genuine believers in, in script, the iner- inerrancy of Scripture, and that everything that's prophesied should It's going to match up with Scripture, and that Scripture is the sole authority of everything because it's the Word of God. If you got five or six of those people, you're going to have a problem in a church because the other 99% are not that way. And they've been filled with doctrines like, you can't judge me. The Bible says don't judge. Well, of course. You can judge fruit, you know, and you, you can approach a brother about things that they're doing okay and that word judging that uh in that passage of scripture when Yeshua is talking about it means to condemn it it means like to lock them up in prison and pass sentence on them you know that's wrong okay but but walking up to somebody and saying you know are you sure you really want to do this because scripture oh you're judging me you're judging me well it's either me or or he's going to judge you someday so would not you rather do it the right way now um I don't know. I'd rather hear it. Well, Yeshua is our friend, but you know, I'd rather hear it from somebody that I have close contact with, you know, can reach out to here in the, in the physical world and stuff like that. Uh, I know Yeshua listens and Yeshua hears our prayers and answers our prayers, but sometimes you just need that. Um, how do I get out of this? I don't want to say human touch, but He is part human. Uh, he's all all man and all all God. Um, Hey, anyway, you know what I mean. We just want to have the closeness that familiarity brings. And as we grow in him, we become more familiar with him. And then uh, we, we can achieve that with him, too, as well as people that are around us uh, in the physical realm. Um, uh, let's see what else is there. <laughs> like I said, doctrine, uh, the church down in Bethel, uh, teaching all the things that they do, grave sucking and. And they're banned, uh, the band from Hell, and uh, you know all the all the weird stuff that they're into, are, are distractions because it's keeping people from learning the truth. You know, how many? Let's use have a scenario here. What if um, there was a hundred people right out here, outside my front window, and they wouldn't come in because they were going to hear preaching, okay? But then you send somebody out there, and he whispers to one person, hey, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of preaching, but diamonds are going to fall on, from the sky, and so is gold dust. Everybody out there, except for maybe one or two skeptics, would be in the church. Um, some skeptics would even go in, too, just claiming that they wanted to debunk it and prove it wrong. But um, So <clears throat> a lot of times, um, rewards for coming are a, uh, another distraction. You know, it's, uh, I came to faith in Yeshua because God led me there. You know, he, uh, he let me sin enough. And then one day he said, you know, this is enough. We want you to listen to Charlie gets when he talks because Charlie gets was an awesome man. Um, my ex brother-in-law, um, that's his last name and his father's name was Charlie. And, he believed in, uh, Herbert W. Armstrong and his message, but, uh, and I don't agree with that at all, but he, uh, also believed in, uh, prophecy in Matthew 24. And so when I was about 17, he showed me Matthew 24 and I bad hit me like a, like a two by four in the side of the head, you know? Yeah, this is what's going on in the world. And boy, if I would have only knew it was going to get worse, <laughs> but anyway, um, So, yeah, I am deeply indebted to him and a friend named Art, too, that never gave up and just kind of kept badgering me, basically, hitting me with the Bible upside the head. And and then the Lord finally said, okay, well, you know, who's your daddy? And uh, I made that decision, that beautiful day, July 21st, 1979. Okay. So now you see there was a distraction, but a good one. <laughs> okay, um, went down memory lane for a while, but it had a purpose. It served a purpose. Um, looking at your phone while you're walking down the street and running into poles does not serve any purpose except to give you one heck of a headache, uh, or other parts might hurt too. Um, let's see. <clears throat> so now let's let's kind of. the the distractions in church are easy to figure out it's anything that keeps anybody from learning about the lord uh listening to the pastor when he talks having reverence for for god and um if it's anything that that pulls your eyes off of yeshua then it's a distraction it's it's that simple um but the devil is or satan is very crafty and and sometimes he'll wrap a deception around um maybe a little white lie or, or something like that. And um, so we've got to be careful for those too. And, and like scripture says, test everything. Um, and that's what we're supposed to do. So I, I do it every chance I get. I really do. Very rarely does um, something get by me. I mean, I'm not infallible, but there's, there's quite a few things when I listen to them and I hear it and I went, uh uh-uh, that's not right. And it's and then in my brain, I go, it's not right because uh, Paul said it in First Corinthians, you know, Paul said in Romans, you know, or Yeshua said in Gospel of Mark, you know, that that's the wrong thing to do. So, um, anyway, that's that. But um, in this world, we have distractions too. You ever hear of wag the dog? Basically, wag the dog is a is a technique that's used to to do something to do something that for the tail to wag a dog. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, uh, what do we call it now? We don't call it fake news. There's um, a term for it and I'll remember it, but it's a smokescreen. It's a, it's a way to deceive a person, people, or the masses so that you can accomplish a purpose. Um, well, denial, denial is a really good one right there. Um, you see those things up in the sky that the planes leave they're called we call them chemtrails people that don't know any better call them contrails now there are contrails but they're different okay when a jet engine is running it's running very hot when it's running very hot it takes in water and it creates condensation when that condensation in the form of water vapor hits the back of you know because out the back of the engine it Actually freezes upon contact because the air is like 50 degrees below zero or something like that way up there and. um, And then after a while, because the sun's out or whatever, uh, those particles get heated up and then they just kind of dissipate into the atmosphere because they're they're not there's not enough there to to cause precipitation. And if there was, it would be called verga. It would melt before it hit the ground (laughs) or disappear, be absorbed by the atmosphere is probably a better way to put it. so, yeah, chemtrails are real um sometimes they take on like a um uh the rainbow like um gasoline does when you spill it on the ground or oil and it gets mixed in with water and the sun hits it. it forms a rainbow yeah, it's just goes to show you that sometimes they're petroleum based okay um and if a plane's losing their petroleum that way, that plane isn't gonna be up there very long, right. So it's not it's not the petroleum that's coming out of the back of the plane. It's um, a lot of different things. And we've done a show on that. And Maybe I can get uh, Russ Tanner back on and we can have him on again and talk about that. It's been a good year and a half. So, um, so anyway, <clears throat> smoke screens uh, or activities that are done on the right side. So you're looking to the right and don't see what they're doing on the left or right in front of you. So you don't see what's happening back there. Okay. <clears throat> um, oh, I say, What? about 2010, 2011, I was working in a pharmacy down in um, uh, California in the Sacramento area. A lot of the people there were nice. They're, they, were, they were, the boss was a schwozzle, but um, anyway, um, so somebody came up behind me and I always kind of look, you know, like, who's that? You know, a lot of people don't do that because they don't care what their surroundings are. Again, that gets people into trouble. So anyway, this person walked up to me and said, you know what, I got to ask you something. She says, I noticed that when I walk by you and I walk by Steve, who is a pharmacist, that both of you guys kind of look to see who's next year. I said, that's because Steve's from Chicago and I'm from North Jersey. They said, you got to watch out for yourself. You got to, any, any movement you see, you got to see what it is. You know, you can't just go through life back there, Chicago or New Jersey or New York or Boston, Los Angeles, you name the city. You can't go through life being ignorant because it'll catch up to you and you'll be dead one way or another. Um, okay. So, yeah, was it was because I asked Steve, like, I said, Steve, I said, uh, somebody asked me why you and I kind of look to the side to see who's there when they come up. You know, he goes, well, that's easy. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what I told her. Um, So it's, I don't know, distractions. Um, Now, let's go back to that list. Okay. Confusion from a multiplicity of objects crowding on the mind and calling the attention in different ways. What is that described today or what? You know, uh, we got to hear about the monkeypox, pox, the, the COVID pandemic, which evidently they're saying is still around. Um, we got to listen to the, um, the Ukraine, you know, big deal, <laughs> the Ukraine, you know. Um, And it's not exactly the way the press wants us to believe. So if you believe that the poor Ukrainians are being slaughtered, then you uh, you need to do some more research because that's not exactly what's happening. Um, Okay, so crowding the mind or the minds of people with so many things that they can't really focus on one thing anymore. Okay, I matter of fact, when I'm working on this place, right. And and I walk around and I say, oh well, you know, I could run the wire for that light. That would be fun to do. Oh, I'll run the wire for that light. I got to run the wire for the refrigerator receptacle. Uh, that would be kind of easy and fun to do today, you know. And so I start on one thing, and then next thing you know, I'm like, oh yeah, but I'd rather work on that. So I start on that, and then no, I'd rather work on that. And and um, I don't like it when I do that because <laughs> believe me, I'm not a multitasker. By far, I mean, I can if I have to, but I don't enjoy it. And um, so th- there's another distraction right there. Um, having so many things to do that <clears throat> you want to do them all at the same time, yeah, which is impossible. All right. Confusion of affairs, tumult, uh, yeah, disorder as political distractions. There we go, folks. There we go. Confusion. Joe Biden doesn't know his he doesn't know whether to wind his what wind his rear end or scratch his watch. Let's put it that way. So he's confused. All right. And this stuff bleeds down from the top. Okay, so you got a confused old man running the country with confused people working under him. Uh, Nobody's more confused, I don't think, than uh, Harris, the vice president. I think, uh, she just goes along with it as it comes, you know, it's, um, anyway, uh, and then you got her staff and I understand a lot of her staff and a lot of Biden's staff is leaving. Why? Because there's confusion. Nobody wants to take the bull by the horns and do anything. The minute one thing gets passed, it gets changed, you know? So, um, one of uh, my friends is under the opinion that, uh, that Joe Biden is really working for the Dem or the Republicans and that he's doing it to destroy the democratic party. And if that's true, man, these guys doing a really good job. So, but look at all the distractions you got. Nancy Pelosi is a walking distraction. So is Schumer, you know, and then you got the guys way up there. um, Klaus uh, Klaus Schwab, you know, He's, um, he wants to change so many things so quickly that your head's going to spin, okay? And That's going to leave confusion of affairs, <clears throat> and that's going to cause a separation. See, all these things are caused by distraction or a um, byproduct of distraction, and it only, it only goes from bad to worse unless you catch it very, very early. You, you have the chance to take care of it. But um, the minute that it's in the, like the third party, forget it, you know, um, it's really sad to see, but um, okay. What do, let's look at the military confusion in the military. Nobody knows who to back anymore. <laughs> Some people are, are loyal to the president administration, um, which means that they're, Basically crazy, but uh, folks, hold on a second, would you please? I have to, I have to stand up. My back is just a little hurting here. And standing up, standing up is hard to do. Barry Manilow hour. Okay, I'll stand up for a little while, then I'll sit back down. Okay, so we're talking about the military. You know, there, um, military used to be men and women were allowed in the military for a long time. In the World War II, they were there as wax and waves, and um, can't remember the third one, but um, but they were always behind the lines, <clears throat> and there's a good reason for that. Um, this GI Jane thing is it's not real, but um, anyway. Uh, so then, you know, you had to put women in the, in the fighting roles. Okay. Um, except that, nah, I'm going to not say that. Okay. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you had, you there were always gays in the military. Okay. Always were, but now they're flaunting their, their homosexuality. And that's a distraction because I'll tell you if I'm in a foxhole with an enemy shooting at me and I got some guy leaning next to me fantasizing about me or something like that, you know, I don't know how I would act. I really don't. Um, I don't that doesn't need to be in the military and if it is keep quiet about it, you know um it's like the guy that picks his nose at the dinner table you know you don't tell everybody you do it you just you just do it and well i'm not condoning it don't get me wrong but um anyway maybe i'm going down the wrong path with that but um yeah okay so there's a bunch of different things these few years ago they used to hold up i think blue cards if they felt offended in boot camp you know I don't know. When I was uh, younger and people were going into boot camp and, uh, you know, you did what they told you to do. It doesn't matter if you got offended and if you couldn't handle it, they watched you out. So, um, didn't have to, the people didn't have to affirm their relationship, you know, but, um, again, we have another distraction. Oh my goodness, folks. Bear with me. It's not easy to do. Uh, a little more. Okay. Focus, pocus, focus. Huh. It doesn't want to focus. Sometimes if you do this nice and slow. Oh, well, it'll pick it up. I'm not worried about it. I'm not in any popularity contest or anything like that. Um, Let's see. Okay, so the military. Politics is another one. Politics should be known as how to destroy thy adversary. (laughs) Politics isn't a good enough word. Destroying thy adversary is a better word for it. Some of the things that happen in politics, people should be ashamed of. uh, But then you have to have a conscience, and sociopaths, Generally, and and uh, psychopaths do not have consciences, and uh, and unfortunately, that's the majority of Congress and the Senate. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so that's politics. Uh, you name it. There, there's deception all over the place. But what about destruction? Does it lead to destruction? Okay, distractions. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's try to think of a, a simple analogy. I just cannot get that thing to. Sh- okay. Sorry, folks. If I'm blurry. Um, Simple distraction. Oh, well, I don't know. That leads to destruction. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. Here's. Okay. It's kind of um might seem weird but in world war ii um the japanese did not have radar okay uh the the allies had it and the axis had it the axis was you people that don't know was germany and all the countries that fought with germany alongside i should say germany and the allies were the countries that fought alongside britain the united states france and stuff like that so um since the Germans had radar, they were they were able to spot our planes coming, as we were able to spot theirs. Okay, there was a lot of equity in the um, equality in uh, the equipment that was being used. Uh, both sides basically had close to the same thing. And um, what the British learned at first is that if you took a lot of strips of tinfoil, tinfoil, not aluminum, aluminum was kind of a rare metal back then. But if you took strips of tin foil and you released them from an airplane, maybe two or three airplanes in your in your uh, formation, it would show up as thousands and thousands of dots, almost like thousands of airplanes were coming. And at first, it really put the Nazis into a, a state of terror. Okay, but what did it did for, do for the Allies? is that it enabled the, the Nazis being in the terror that they were in to make mistakes. So the Allies would go in and bomb the living daylights out of different cities there, uh, ball bearing plants, uh, tank factories, the whole nine yards, you know. Um, the Allies would go in, and, but sooner sooner or later, the, the, um, the Germans were able to figure it out. And uh, Although it still took them time to figure out what was coming and where it was coming from. And of course, there were Foo Fighters and stuff like that, so I'm sure that maybe that added into the mix. You know, the the Fallen Angels had to had to be there watching the war. You know, um. So there's a there's a distraction that led to the destruction of a lot of cities and factories and stuff in Germany. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the press secretary in the United States, <laughs> Psaki or well, they got that new gal in there now, um, who's about as sharp as a river stone, but she, um, you know, they talk about distractions. (laughs) They won't answer questions that they don't want to answer. Okay. Then they, um, they, they totally rape any message that comes out, you know, and it's always in favor of the Democrats and, and never in favor of sane people and uh, it's just it's just crazy to watch um, how she throws her little distractions out there little little code words like um, it's Trump's fault you know or this was left over from the Trump administration or the last administration you know yeah pile all your stuff on him he's not around anymore but how many times have we seen that in, in work environments you know the your supervisor gets fired and they move somebody new in there and you're, you know, you just sit there wondering, uh, you know, what this guy is going to deal out and and how he's going to deal with you and everything else. So sometimes it turns around to bite you in the rear end, uh, when you try to pull the seat and, uh, and distractions in order to get your way. But, uh, the, uh, the new world order, the, um, World Key Economic Forum, or whatever you want to call it, uh, it, appears to me that they're in panic mode right now. Okay, and when I when I talk about them, I'm also talking about uh, the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and everything else, and because in some sick sort of way, they're all interrelated. Okay, they both they all have the same purpose. Okay, to enslave the American people and to uh, set themselves up as the the bosses over. Uh, territories, uh, kingdoms, powers, uh, things like that. So um, it's uh, it's all around us, folks. It's it's all around us because um, well, the biggest distraction. I don't care what side you're sitting on of the political aisle. President Trump could not get anything done hardly. Because every time he went to do something, a distraction was thrown out there. Okay. Uh, Basically a coup attempt um, by uh, impeachment. And then another coup attempt by impeachment. And, you know, I just kept everybody busy and everybody talking for four years, roughly. You know, and... uh, Frankly, if the guy never came back, I wouldn't blame him, but I hope he does. Um, right now, he's the only thing, only person I can see that can kind of get us out of even a little bit of the mess that we're in. But, um, yeah, so there's the talk about distractions. My goodness, it's just ruined a whole presidency, ruined a country. And um, it's really a shame to see uh, what the liberals and the leftists have turned his country into. And they're not done yet, unfortunately. But um, so distractions, I think my personal opinion is that distractions are, are manufactured uh, in the spiritual realm. Okay? Because if you read, you know what? I, I get tired of doing this. So why don't I just go to the scripture and read it. Because I, I always either leave a word out or I say it's the wrong um book or wrong author. My goodness. Okay. Let's see. Wrestle not. All right. It does help if you remember. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read the whole thing about the armor. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice how it says stand. It doesn't say go out and fight. It says, this is to protect you from the fiery darts and the swords and everything else. Let him do the fighting, okay? Uh, chapter or verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of the world against spiritual wickedness in high places and folks that's a hierarchy okay okay the principalities are the ones that are above everybody else um if you look at uh there's there's an instance where um Daniel was waiting for for God to give him a message and uh so finally uh this angel comes down and says man he's and i'm I'm using modern vernacular uh man, you should have seen it. I would have been here sooner, but I came up against this this really strong principality called um the Prince of Persia, you know, and I had a fight with the Prince of Persia. So that I could get this message to you. And um, I'm sure that there was probably one heck of a battle in the spiritual realm at that time. And it wasn't just him fighting the other, uh the Prince of Persia, it was uh, his army fighting the army of the Prince of Persia. But God's army always prevails. He always army does. So And it continues, wherefore take you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand any evil day, and having done all, to stand. Uh, Then it goes on how to put the armor on, but um, yeah, what the heck. Um, Let's see. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate (laughs) breastplate of righteousness Okay, definitely defensive armor, okay. I get really freaked out when, um well, not really freaked out, but concerned when I go to a church and they start saying, we're going to step on the devil's head, and I'm like, okay, I think I'll move to the back and get ready to leave. Um, Or, you know, you don't pick a fight with fallen angels, fallen cherubim, you know. You just don't. It's not smart. Um, we let God do the fighting. And There was an instance where uh, Michael the Archangel, I guess, was trying to get the body of Moses. And I don't know why, but I'm sure there's a good reason. But uh, And he had to contend with, uh, with an evil spirit. And uh, it, it goes on to say that even when that happened, he said that the angel of God said, The Lord rebuke you. Okay. Not him. The Lord rebuke you. Okay. So we let him do the fighting. Let him and the angels do all the fighting they want to do. Okay. God bless them. Have at it, guys. And I say guys because angels are guys. They're not women. Uh, I know that I'm going to receive a letter or two about that, but sorry, but they're not. Okay. Um. All right. So I'm still blurry. I don't know. Maybe I touched the screen or something. Let's see. Nope. I'm fuzzy. (laughs) Anyway. um, So, folks, I, you know, I I just wanted to, to encourage you to watch out for distractions. I mean, look at. It used to be in the 60s that everybody went to church on Sunday. Even if you didn't like going, you went. Because it was just almost like a social obligation to a lot of people. They they wanted to go so the neighbors saw them in church and, and things like that. Um, and a lot of people just went because that was their tradition, to go every Sunday. Okay? Um, but uh sometime in the late 60s early 70s something came up uh football got very very popular and i've never been a football fan and i never will be but um it became very popular where it started coming on monday nights It became very popular on sundays so then you got this guy he's like okay now all right church football game church Drinking beer and eating pretzels, church, watching the halftime show. You know, pretty soon church just goes, mm. and that's what's happened over the last few decades. They'd rather watch their sports than go to church, okay? And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not a, one of those people that says you've got to go to church. I mean, it's a good idea. But I don't turn it into a commandment. You, you go, if you don't go to church, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know? No, I don't believe that, okay? But I do believe you get blessed when you go because the Lord is there in most cases. Um, and if he's not, then he'll lead you to a church where he is, okay? But, um, yeah, so you got your football distraction. You got soccer. Uh, why do so many kids have to play soccer on Sundays? so that they and their parents will miss church or miss any kind of adoration or or study of God's word, you know? Um sports is uh Karl Marx once said that uh religion is the opiate of people. The Marxists have turned that around to where sports is the opiate of the people. Okay? It really is. It's it's amazing how how people just you know Hey, yeah, you want to go look at the stars tonight? It's clear sky. Or do you want to go to the baseball? The baseball game. Got to go to the baseball game, you know? It's like, okay, yeah, the stars are way up there. and uh, But they're almost as boring as a baseball game. Now, don't get me wrong. I love baseball. I like pro ball. I like all kinds of ball, uh, baseball. But um, it, it is one of the more boring <laughs> sports. But um, I digress. So... Yeah, distraction leading to destruction. Yes, it does. In many, many areas. Um, it leads to dissolution. Um, it leads to fighting. It leads to breakups. It leads to divorce. Um, that's why, um, let's see. There's another scripture. And I'm gonna to try to find it for you real quick. If I can't find it, I'll kind of give you the, the gist of what it's saying. Fixed on Jesus. Of course, One result in the net. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can read this. Um, it's in Hebrews 12:2. It says, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith. That's a weird word, pioneer. For the joy set out for him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay. So this is what yeshua desires okay having our eyes the father desires desires to have our eyes fixed on yeshua because uh i know it sounds kind of corny but what would jesus do wwjd we're supposed to be thinking that all the time you know well yeah i mean if you drive your car into a lake i don't know if you're going to be able to walk on the water so you wouldn't i wouldn't want to try that i try swimming and uh there are some things that Yeshua did that uh, I don't think I'd ever be able to attain, but um, but we have to keep our eyes on him because he's our object lesson. He's the one that um, well, he's a friend that's closer than a brother. He um, no greater love has any man that he lays down his life for his friends. He considered you and me to be friends before we were ever born. Isn't that wonderful? I mean that's. Talk about a uh, time, uh, time travel kind of thing. But um, so that's where we're supposed to be, and what's our heart supposed to be like? Hold on a second. Like I said, I, I thought I was going to have Ryan with me, so I, I didn't look all this stuff up. Okay, let's see. Pardon the noise, folks. We have kids. <laughs> Okay, all right, let's see, Psalm 5117, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, that will not despise. Uh, Psalm 3418, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as to be of a contrite spirit. And um, Isaiah 57, 15. Um, For thus uh, says the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I would dwell in the high and holy place as him who is also contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So he wants us to be humble and contrite. And. Really, the only way I can see to do that is to see how he was, you know, um, and to listen to the words he said and to emulate him as much as I can, right? Uh, To emulate Yeshua. And, uh, well, the the term is Christian, and that means, I think, like little Christ. But, um, you know, we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be able to, to live our lives to where people ask questions like, you know, why are you so brokenhearted? Why are you so contrite? You know, or why does God use you the way he does? He doesn't use me that way. Why do you, well, do you have a broken and contrite heart or spirit? You know, that's one of the categories that you have to have, characteristics rather. Um, So so that's what he desires, and you don't find these things in the world. You don't find them in people that uh, practice deception and distraction. Okay, for the most part. Now, uh, one—I I know somebody's going to write and they're going to say, "Oh, well, what about um, what about when Abraham lied about Sarah being his sister? Well, that was a necessity. Plus, she really was <laughs> his half sister." No, I don't read this. I'm talking to people in, um, or a person in the chat room. Seems to be a, a tad confused. Do you read this? No. You <laughs> See anything in front of me? Um, the same person says, uh, oh, you know, folks, if you're still here, Gunny, realize something that when I'm, Looking at different pages on the, on the internet to find definitions and stuff like that. Um, I can't be in two places at one time. It's impossible. The only person that can do that is Yahweh. And, and I don't fit the job description. But, yeah, if, if I'm not answering in the chat room, then there's a reason. And it's because I'm either doing active research while I'm on the show or I'm looking up something that I found earlier and trying to, you know, to share it with you guys. So I've I've gotten it more often on here. You know, it's opposing uh, the matrix. Hello, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'd love to answer, but I can't when I'm not in the screen. I can't see what you're asking. Uh, so just understand that, okay, that uh, I'm not ignoring people. It's, uh, I'm just one person when Brian's here a lot of times I'll, I'll be looking at the, uh, the chat room and, and seeing what it says and kind of relaying those things to Brian so we can address them. So um, anyway, there have been times when I've been sorry that I turned this feature on, but uh, you know I do like to hear from our audience about what's going on but uh, whoa, that was funny. Um, okay so all righty distractions okay i was just distracted a second ago somebody walked past the window behind me see that there was dead air for a few seconds somebody's going back by there he is (laughs) okay um when we get all this straightened out and everything we're we will have curtains up and everything else and we won't have many distractions um You'll notice that <clears throat> I think it, what's going to happen a lot, too, with the, the aging of the population, you know, the baby boomers that are out there, me inclusive, um, a lot of times when we're distracted, we forget what we're going to say, okay? Uh, hold on, i got to get in this chair a little better. I feel like I'm going about to fall out. Yeah, this ain't going to be easy. All I can say, folks, is you go up on a ladder. Be careful. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, see? Oh, that's what I was talking about. (laughs) Well, we, um, some of us that are a little older, when we we stop for a second, either – Other thoughts will flood our minds and we'll start thinking about those and we go off on rabbit trails or it causes us to completely forget what we were going to talk about to begin with happens to me and Brian all the time. Okay. We're roughly the same age and um, You know, so it's it's something that is inherent in in a lot of older people. Okay. So um, while it may seem that we're coming down with Alzheimer's or or some kind of dementia or something of the like. No, that's not what's happening. It's just a natural process. Um, probably aided to by the chemtrails that are out there and stuff they put in the water and everything else. But we won't go there tonight anyway. So, um, So, folks, don't be horses. Let's all be horses with blinders, okay? If I have blinders on, I can't see, except for, you know, being on a camera here, um, I can't see the right or left. I see a hand when I go over there, okay? And they put those on horses, so horses do not get distracted, okay? And if you're going to have tunnel vision about anything, don't have it about sports. Don't have it about how bad your spouse is. Don't have it about anything except to have focus on yeshua keeping him in firm sight keeping him um keeping him uh, in, in, our, in our focus in our clear focus so that we can um we can emulate we can be him not let me let me clarify that not personally be him but Take on his characteristics to where we're exhibiting what he is and what he would like the world to know he is okay. But. Um, so, and you can't do that if your heads bobbing all around. Okay, you, you can see. Because we're omnivores. Um, God created us as omnivores we have our eyes in front of our heads, just like the predators do okay. And when you think about it, man, in a lot of ways, is a predator in in many different ways, Uh, social, uh, food, predator, everything you can think of. Um, But uh, I think our eyes were placed in the front of our head for a reason. We're just supposed to look straight. Okay. Now, yeah, we we have eyes that go like this. But peripherally, your vision isn't as clear as it is if you were to look straight, straight on something. Uh, the peripheral is for seeing the spiritual world anyway. So um, we'll get into that some other time. But um, so being that ariser in the front of our head, and God created us that way, Yahweh created us that way, so that we have to look straight ahead. Why don't we just be doing it all the time? <laughs> you know, when uh, when somebody comes up and says, "Ah, oh, your your God is your God is fake. Your God isn't real." But if you have your head straight forward and you're looking at, you know, you shoe in your brain or your head or your imagination, you know, then that person's uh, comment just falls on the floor and dies dies a cruel death too and um so if uh you know there, there are times when you need to look around a little bit like i mentioned when coming from the city when people came up next to us and stuff like that that's the defensive move but um what uh we're talking about otherwise is a is a offensive as well as defensive move And, uh, we better start getting it straight and looking straight ahead at our, our destination. How many of you, if you're driving your car and you look to the left, you you naturally steer your car to the left, or if you look to the right, you actually steer the wheel to the right. Okay. How many, if you get your, if you're in, how many of you, if you're in bumper to bumper traffic dare to not look at what's in front of you, but carry on uh, conversations with people that are beside you or something like that. When you do that, you're not paying attention to the front and you can rear end the car in front of you. Okay. It's, it's quite simple. So do not be distracted. Always look forward to Yeshua HaMashiach, the, the maker of our faith who died on the cross for us. So, um, so when the government comes out and says, hey, <laughs> uh, unemployment's only is only 5.2%. You know, well, that's a lie. And why is it a lie? Because I look to Yeshua and ask him what the truth is. Uh, the government comes up and says, uh, uh, we won, we, <laughs> the Democrats, we won the presidential election fairly. Yeah, well, uh, depending on what you call fair um but no you didn't and so if if we're keeping our eyes on our true goal uh and i do believe we have to one of them of course is the most important is the one to to serve yeshua and to uh spread the gospel around the world and for anyone that will listen but the second one is the preservation of our family and friends uh Because they're our family and friends, we need to protect them. We need to uh, sit down with them and work out plans of implementation so things go sour. You know, um, ways to bond together and not separate and fall apart. You know, um, we got to learn to get with each other and to find things that we're alike in rather than the things we're different. And if we did that, man, what a world this would be. It would rock. So uh, when you're with your loved one, your spouse, your girlfriend, and and things like that, um, the devil always tries to put things into your head and get you to fighting. All right. It happens a lot in in every every, uh, marriage, every relationship, it happens. Okay. So, but if you, okay, let's just, I'm speaking as a guy. Okay, let's just say that your wife didn't put gas in the car. And because of that, you're hoping you make it to the gas station. Well, you could sit there going, oh, that woman, she didn't put gas in the car again. Or you could sit there going, well, you know what, big deal. She made a mistake. You know, she was probably busy. She's been busy all week and and she's a good mother and she's a good wife everything else. And, man, if you, people started doing that, man, what a change there would be in our society. You know, it would just, it would be awesome to see the change that would happen. To look at the good things and shut shun the bad things. That doesn't mean ignoring them totally because if the person is a multi-murderer or something like that, you know, you want to know it and want to get that truth out. But, uh, yeah, let's stay away from the distractions, the lies that the enemy whispers into our heads and our ears. The, uh, the crap that the oppressed is trying to give to us uh, on a constant daily basis uh, the ridicule that we have to endure let's forget about that because you know Yahweh endured much more worse criticism than we did and when you think about it he does every day too because they're always using his name in vain so anyway those things haven't been said folks uh, I wish it could have been a um, whoa Really out of focus now. Um, I wish it could have been a, a, a better show. Um, and it would have been better if Brian had been here, but things happen, and um, so with that having been said, and uh, Brian will be back next Thursday, I'm sure of it, and uh, and we will rock on another subject. So, anyway. In the name of Yahweh, Yeshua, may he bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you. May what you're going out, you're coming in, you're rising up, and you're lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding and the wisdom to know him more and want to know him more. In Yeshua's holy, precious name, amen and amen. Good night, folks, from Nice Warm, Oregon.